0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Hi, friends. It's Ruby here, and this is News Time. Hello, Ruby. G'day, Ruby. Today, we are going to learn how to fin swim. We're going to take a trip to outer space and find out why the world celebrates space travel. And back on Earth, we'll meet a very lucky dog. Then we'll take a peck, I mean, a peek, at some fashionable chickens. And after that, it's the time you all wait so patiently for wow of the week. Can't wait to hear it. Let's get this show
0: on the road.
1: OK, let's begin. Story number five. Have you ever wanted to be a mermaid or a merman? It'd probably be hard. Kick. Yeah, I think it would be at first. There's a new type of swimming competition where competitors look a bit like mermaids and mermen. It's called fin swimming. Fin swimmers fly through the water very fast, but they don't use their arms. Fin swimmers use something called a monofin or a bifin. They look like they're put together and bigger. Yep, these special fins go on people's feet, kind of like flippers, except they're connected so that someone's two legs move together as one, just like a mermaid or a merman's tail. Wow. There are two types of fin swimming techniques. One is called apnea fin swimming. That's where a competitor holds their breath and swims underwater for 50 metres. The person who does it the fastest wins. The other type is called monofin swimming. That's where the swimmer looks more like a mermaid moving through the water. Their arms are pointed above their head, like a dive, and they can only use their legs to speed through the water.
0: You put your legs and you put them up, down really fast. It would probably be fun to swim like that.
1: It does sound like fun. Not many people have taken up fin swimming yet. Marta Hodel lenton has been training for a couple of years. When she first tried, she couldn't get very far across the pool. But now Marta is ranked in the top ten fin swimmers in Australia. She wants more people to try it out. People who compete at fin swimming at national and international levels say it's a very fast and graceful form of swimming but it takes a lot of practice.
0: I think I can possibly give it a go. It makes you
1: go a lot faster. (laughs) Well, keep up the training. Just remember, stay safe and only swim when there's a grown-up watching. Swim number four. Up there in outer space, there are lots of things floating around. Planets, comets, stars, asteroids, people... Seeing all the stars and getting to float in no gravity sounds amazing, doesn't it? This week, the world celebrated the International Day of Human Spaceflight.
0: We're celebrating people who flew up in rockets and explored new planets. NASA, you Neil know, Armstrong going to the moon, and all the years of people going to the moon and coming
1: going into space. That's right. It was this week, way back in 1961, when the first human space flight took place. Soviet citizen Yuri Gagarin was launched into the atmosphere in a space capsule and became the first human to orbit the Earth. That's amazing. Two years later, Valentina Tereskova became the first woman to orbit the Earth. But humans wanted to travel further than just around Earth's atmosphere. So they can
0: find new things. So they can help scientists discover things. What type of rocks there are in space. See if there's aliens.
1: Eight years later, in 1969, on board a spacecraft called Apollo 11 Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin became the first humans to step foot on the moon. That's a really long time ago. About 530 million people on Earth watched Neil Armstrong take those first steps and he famously said... That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. What that means is... Even though he took just a little step onto the moon, it represented a big achievement for all of humanity and showed what can be achieved when we work together.
0: Because they probably want to share the experience.
1: Yep. The United Nations is a group of countries that's agreed to work together to help humans live together peacefully, both here on Earth and in outer space. They say we have a common interest in exploring outer space and that peaceful exploration can benefit all of humanity.
0: That they might be able to live on the moon or Mars.
1: Maybe one day. Happy space travel, everyone. Story number three. A Pilbara puppy is being called a miracle mutt after surviving days at the bottom of an iron ore bin. Really? <coughs> Shanny is a rescue dog. That means she was given a new home with kind people who took her in. She lives in the town of Dampier in northern Western Australia. Recently, that town had a huge thunderstorm, and that thunder scared Shanny. <coughs> she had probably run away from home she did run away. She snuck into an iron ore dumper bin to escape the storm. But she became trapped and couldn't get out. Workers at a nearby iron ore plant found Shanny inside a huge bin. Iron ore is collected by miners and then dumped into bins before ships come to take it away. This is the first time they'd ever heard of a dog falling into one of them. They think Shani had been stuck in the bin for at least two whole days.
0: She wouldn't have anything to eat or drink for
1: two days. Yes, and in that time, tons and tons of iron ore was being dumped into the bin that Shanny was stuck in. Somehow, she managed to not get hit by any or buried by 100,000 tons of iron ore. That's about the weight of nine blue whales. Shani is a very, very lucky dog.
0: Because she's still alive and she didn't get buried under all that stuff. Very, very lucky. Must have four leaf clover.
1: After getting home, Shani's owner gave her a drink of water and the local vet gave her a good look and said she was fine.
0: Welcome home, Shani.
1: Story number two. You might own a few hats, Maybe a hat for school, a hat for trips to the park, a hat for the beach. But do you have a hat for your chicken?
0: That looks funny, because I've never seen chickens wear hats and
1: glasses. A woman named Mandy Watts from Toowoomba has become famous for crocheting chicken hats and selling them all over the world. Crochet is a little bit like knitting. Mandy learned how to crochet when she was 10 years old. But then she put down her crochet hook for a long time, almost 50 years. Then, a couple of years ago, she picked it back up again at the age of 58. A friend of Mandy's posted a picture of a chicken wearing a cowboy hat. Mandy thought it was pretty funny decided to try and crochet a beanie for her friend's chicken as a joke. Once she finished the beanie, she mailed it off. Her friend put a photo on social media and, as you can imagine, it was a hit. I would
0: ask so many questions, like, why are they wearing hats? What did you make them for? Why? What even is the point of making hats of chickens? <laughs> chicken hats are funny.
1: People loved them and requests came in from all over the world for Mandy to make hats for more chickens soon she was making all sorts of different colorful headpieces it
0: looks like one of the chickens are wearing a witch's hat
1: mandy says she likes the fact that when people see chickens in hats it makes them laugh and feel happy the chickens don't wear the hats for very long just for a quick photo <laughs> And now, it's that time of the week, the story you've been waiting for. Wow of the week.
0: This story made me go wow because I wouldn't think a girl who had a blind eye could race.
1: The girl in this story has a great name. Eight-year-old Ruby Howe lives on a farm in northern New South Wales. She lives with her family and spends her time tearing around the property on four-wheeled vehicles called quad bikes. She uses quad bikes to help round up cattle, but mostly she rides around because it's fun. Ruby was born with something called persistent fetal vasculature. That's where the blood vessels in the eye don't work properly. And that means Ruby is blind in one eye. But she doesn't let her disability hold her back from anything, including driving. That's
0: pretty amazing. That's really cool.
1: Every time Ruby goes for a drive, safety is her number one priority. She puts on a racing suit with armour... ..a suit that protects her if she falls off. ..a helmet and protective gloves. Now Ruby travels the world racing off-road four-wheel buggies. On a holiday to the United States, Ruby and her family discovered that she was allowed to compete in a kids' off-road race. And not that long ago, she came second. That's awesome. One day, she wants to race in Australia.
0: I think that's amazing.
1: And that's it for this week, my friends. Thanks, Ruby. Don't forget to do the quiz. You'll find it in the show notes. I'll catch you next time with five brand new stories. Bye, Ruby. See you next time. Or, as they say in Hindi, namaste. Newstime is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.